This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. It was obvious from the letter, when you read it, that, that the relationship was not a good one between slave owner Philemon and slave Onesimus. I mean, Paul acknowledges to Philemon that Onesimus was unprofitable, or to be more clear, that Onesimus was useless. And Paul was sending his formerly useless man back to serve his master, who may not even want him, but was now a Christian, a brother in Christ, Paul says in verse 10. It's a complex relationship, unlike unlike any other that we see in the Bible, a slave, prisoners, and a brother. If you're not familiar with Onesimus or Philemon and what I'm talking about, you'll find the account in a short letter entitled Philemon. It's just 25 verses. A short letter, a short one-chapter book placed just before Hebrews. But it is a great read. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful letter that, that's used as a lesson in forgiveness. As Paul asks Philemon to forgive and accept Onesimus. It's a great it's a great lesson in redemption. But what about what about Onesimus? I mean, when you think about it, what's in it for him? I mean, he broke free of slavery, ran away, some speculate taking some items from Philemon, see verse 18, and he took off, and he found his freedom. Have you ever wondered how he felt when Paul told him to go back to Philemon? to return to slavery? I mean, we value our freedom, don't we? I mean, we aren't going to give that up. We believe it's our right to have choice, choice over our bodies, choice over our identity. We believe that we have the right to choose anything for ourselves, freedom to do what we want, when we want, however we want. We don't like or we don't accept Someone telling us what to do or how to do something, even that we're wrong. We don't want someone to tell us. We don't think they have the right to tell us that. I mean, seriously, really, we don't, right? But that's, that's really not the case for, for slaves or servants. That's not the case for prisoners. See, prisoners, slaves, servants, they don't have those rights. They do just as they are told, when they are told to do it, what to do, and the expectation is that they, it will be done just as it, they were told to do. That's what Onesimus was returning to, and to the man who he had wronged. So what was the expectation for that reunion? I'm guessing he wasn't expecting the same homecoming we read about with the prodigal son in Luke 15. I don't think he expected there would be a big party, a ring, a robe, and absolutely, absolutely um, no meat fest. No, he was returning to slavery. And that has been puzzling to me. I mean, I mean, if you consider our way of thinking now, I mean, we might have expected Paul to say, hey, that's your old life. You can start fresh all over. All of that's done. You're free now. Come go with me on my next missionary journey and we'll have a great time. I mean, he talks about how Onesimus is his son in the faith. He seems to love Onesimus. I mean, he did that with others. 
now that Onesimus, Onesimus was a Christian, well, didn't he deserve or have that right? But maybe that's our way of thinking. Maybe we think that, that we would be more fair now that Onesimus was a Christian, a brother, someone call, Paul calls his son in verse 10. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be more fair to just let him go? But Paul didn't. He told him to go back and to be a slave. That's the reason for the letter. Paul's telling Philemon he's sending Onesimus back to him. And has me considering or wondering about, you know, our situations, our our own prisons or challenging situations that, that we feel that we just can't escape. And, and how do we live through that when we pray that we'll be released from it and we don't? We aren't released from it. We just have to stay and we have to go back every single day. How do we get through that and, and keep moving forward every day? And so as I read through this letter, I started thinking about that and realizing that, well, the answer is right there in that letter. It is the same answer for us every single day as it was for Onesimus when, and for Philemon. And the same answer for Paul. You see, the answer is found in verse 9. Paul says, For love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such as one is Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Paul said it's for love's sake. It's for love's sake that Paul asked Philemon, to take Onesimus back. It was for love's sake that Philemon should receive him back. And it's for love's sake that Onesimus should go. Their relationship between Onesimus and Philemon, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> Not for sure up to that point. And I've wondered if because of the circumstances, you know, that happened if Philemon had thought, well, good riddance and didn't really want to even have have Onesimus return or come back or have anything to do with Onesimus when he received that letter. That would be fair then, but that was then. And this was now, I mean, you know, things had changed. Circumstances were different. Onesimus was no longer just a runaway to Philemon. When Paul wrote that letter to him, there was things that were changed. Love can do that, you know. Love can turn us from, from being useless, from feeling stuck and imprisoned, to being useful and helpful. Not because of some kind of emotional change or, or even a change of circumstances or geography, but because of a change in motivation, a change for love's sake. Now you've heard that word before, right? Probably a lot, love. And no doubt you've heard that there are many different definitions for that word, particularly in the Bible. There's family love, there's, there's friendship love. But here, love means agape, the highest form of love, to do something for the good of someone else, not for yourself, not for an emotion. You've heard that word used in that kind of context before, right? For God so loved 
the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him may have everlasting life. John chapter 3 verse 16. That love that's mentioned there, it's the same. It's agape. It's that kind of love. That kind of love that Jesus had for us, for you and for me, so that when he asked for the release from his situation in that garden, he was told he had to go through it. He was told he had to stay. The circumstances dictated he allow himself to be chained, imprisoned, and killed. For love's sake. And it is for this that we will serve no matter where we are, no matter the circumstances, that we will serve for love's sake. And it is for this that I bow my knees today. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.